At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to Cozy Cryptid. I'm your host, Tanner. And with me is my co-host... Amanda. Hey, guys. And gals. Yep. And them. And they. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, yes. There you go. Come on, all the bases. Uh, this week, we're in the state of Mexico. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Sorry, I'm a little wired from schoolwork and wedding venue business and all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you for looking away and cutting out because it was a... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Pay attention. I am jittery. So, jittery. It's all that uh, stuff you've been drinking. Talk about that later. It's not from that. Uh, The Mexican state of Mexico was the very first to be admitted to the Federation. It is the most densely populated of all the Mexican states. Today, we explore the magic and mystery of Mexico State. From giant dogs, UFO sightings, and curious cave art, which makes Mexico State a wonderfully creepy place. Time for introduction. everybody. The year was 2012. In the Zona Rosa section of San Salvador, the capital city of the Central American nation of El Salvador, an urban revival of sorts was taking place. In a place known for its museums, cafes, and garden city feel, new businesses were moving in and living spaces were being created out of old buildings to accommodate the artists, young urban hipsters, those Central American forward thinkers who wanted to experience something new. Amid the, f- amid the fusion sushi places and new cosmetology. What? I love sushi. Huh? I want sushi too, but 
Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan? Yeah, what's the other word? Uh, I'm in English. I should be able to pronounce this shit. I have disc. I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. Both illiterate. Um, whatever that word is, a brew pub emerged inspired by the relatively new craft beer movement in the United States. The logo of the new brewery featured a red-eyed, snarling dog-like creature. Anyone who came to the new business knew why the brewery chose this image. The name of the brewery pub and the name of the animal were the same. El Cajori? El Cajori. The Central American business may be the first microbrewery in the world to have named itself after a cryptid or legendary creature. The stories of the Cadeo range from the, all, from the country of Nicaragua through El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, all the way to the state of Mexico. The specifics of this creature and the stories about it are varied across the many countries and terrains of its supposed habitat. Most cryptologists Cryptzoologist or those who seek to discover and describe previously unknown animals dismiss this creature and believe that the catajo is merely the stuff of legends. Many Mexicans and Central Americans who have actually seen the catajo would argue this point. Hmm. I would love to see it. The freaking oh, puppy. The catajo uh, has described in several ways. It's usually a big dog-like creature with hosts of the deer. In abundant fur. It runs more like a deer than a dog. It has been spotted in both rural areas and highly urbanized settings. <clears throat> there is a black version and a white version. The black kojo is often described as the pure manifestation of evil and may even be the devil himself taking an earthly form to conduct his nefarious business on earth. It appears as a huge black dog with glowing red eyes and may be accomplished, accompanied by the smell of sulfur. Ew. It is often described as having a thick glowing metal chain around its neck, which some language scholars believe gives the creature its name. So uh, the black dog is an omen of death in law cultures. Damn, that's awesome. Uh, in Spanish, the word chain is candina, and from this word we get the word cadeo. This type of cadeo never attacks a person, but appears to terrorize the victim by its mere appearance or may present the person with visions of hell or other scenes of death and destruction. Well, some dick-ass dick, dude. Kind of, but it's, it looks like a cool animal. Anyway, if it is killed on the ground where it dies, according to legend, nothing will ever grow as it has left a stain of evil. Religious objects or prayer can ward off this creature. One who encounters this third type can also... Try another trick. The potential victim can spit in his own hand and offer it up to the kajoo. Ew! That's gross. Yeah. That is really gross. Um, if the creature licks the palm of the potential victim, it is a sign that everything will be okay and the human does not need to fear the kajoo. That, no. No. In a popular story about... Oh. Okay. In addition to the black cadeos, there exists a white one. The white one is benevolent and is described as having fluffy, downy-like fur and light blue eyes. 
This big canine is more of a protector and appears when needed, usually at night, often to guide a person out of trouble. It's, only the, it's also the only thing that can protect a person from the black condeo. What you happen to know from like Norse mythology, there's two wolves who chase uh, the moon and the sun. I forget their names. If you can remember, uh, let me know on uh, social media. So how you guys doing? Uh, I might have to go step out for a bit. So what are you guys doing, dude? So I got, uh, I got laid off and stuff from work. So as I'm looking for a job, it, I'm looking, I'll probably get a job again here real soon, but I have to do some like uh, adulting stuff while I am uh, looking. I had to go do some errands. I got to get uh, unemployment and food stamps just so I don't fucking starve and don't, you know, lose my way. Where are we? You're second or last. It's human? It's a human? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. It is a human's only real defense against the most manipulate black form of this type of creature. The white kajo, according to some legends, does not even eat meat like a normal canine. And instead, it eats the small bell-like flowers that grow in the mountains of southern Mexico and throughout Central America. Some believe that the white kajo is not an animal in the strictest sense, but more of a benevolent spirit that shows up to help in times of distress. Okay. In a popular story about the white Cadeo, a man named Juan repeatedly turned home at midnight from a long day at work to see a huge white dog hanging around his house. Juan had a wife and small children and sometimes was concerned for the well-being of his family because he spent so much time away. Whenever Juan would see the dog and try to get close to it, it would shake, wander off a bit, and then disappear. One day, Juan tried following the dog, and when he got closer to it, he touched its paw, and the big white dog opened its eyes and began talking. Juan was frightened. The dog said, I'm leaving. You don't need to help. You don't need my help anymore. Juan asked, what help? And the dog replied, I was sent from heaven to protect you and your family, but you have shown me that you no longer need my protection. The white dog then just closed its eyes and died, at which point Juan buried him. Poor thing. Oh. To date, no bones or other physical evidence has come to light to prove the existence of the Cadeo as a real, living, breathing being. So, investigators of strange creatures usually dismiss the Cadeo as just a legend. Legends are based on something, as it is often repeated. So, what would explain this phenomenon? Critics often cite that many instances of the Cadeo being seen while a person is intoxicated and dismiss the whole idea of the creature as coming from an impaired mental state combined with stories previously heard by the witness or experiencer. Investigations are, investigators are still left with the stories previously heard. 
Where did those stories come from? Hmm. I wonder. The malevolent black tail has hooves. It smells of sulfur and may threaten its victims with images of a very Catholic hell. Like most stories about the devil coming to earth, the stories surrounding the Gadejo are cautionary tales. Don't go out and get drunk. Don't stay out too late. Don't wander away too far from home. And don't just pay your parents. From this perspective, Gadejo is a very interesting study in social control and serves to keep certain members of the population population in line. So what are your thoughts on the Gadejo? I think it's cool. I would love to actually see one in person if they really truly exist, especially the white one if it's actually coming down from heaven as a benevolent spirit. Yeah. I kind of would still like to see the evil spirit one because I would love to see the black on red and just like pet it and squish it even though it may kill me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see the black one because it means I'm, I really don't want to have images of hell in my head. Eh, I see hell a lot too. What? Work. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So we're, uh, except maybe little stories about UFOs in Mexico City. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like UFOs. You don't like UFOs? No, I'd rather hear about mythical creatures and stories about that. But no. first, we got some... Um, Word from our sponsors? Not really sponsors, more like uh, supporters. They support. I'm cool with expressing our uh, supporters' wishes. Well, they're... I'm a, I'm a I'm a bastard of these brands and if you feel it's going okay start the thing all right the first uh, supporter of the podcast is no noandlilyglasses.com which uh, if you're following me on Instagram you've may have seen them already I love Lily and Lily uh, no yeah. one, Lily. Yeah, no one, Lily. Their jewelry is beautiful. I get compliments it on all of it, all the time. Yes. But they're talking about no one, Lily Glasses dot com. Oh, so they have two sites. Yeah, no one, Lily, and no one, Lily Glasses dot com. Hmm. Good to know. Uh, no one, Lily Glasses have uh, a variety of uh, sunglasses for both men and women, in various styles. Are those the ones you were wearing today? Yes. Oh, they're cool. I like them. They're comfortable feeling. They're, they're giving uh, Cozy Cryptid listeners a deal of 80% off your order with Cozy Shades 80 at checkout. Damn, 80% off is freaking phenomenal. Can't beat that anywhere. And uh, coming up next supported podcast is Balanzi. Who? Balanzi. What's that? They're a jewelry brand for men. And they're giving Cozy Cryptid listeners... Uh, 25 soft discount of co with co word co word thank you um cozy drip 25 cozy what cozy drip 25 drip that's yeah. what i thought you said yeah drip drip you know. and brute impact well, one of the first supporters of the podcast i ever had uh brute impact is a trending clo- clothing store clothing stores and they also uh do some charity a little bit of charity work like uh 
help feed kids and stuff. Oh, so they do a lot of charity work. They put money to that. That's awesome. Yeah. I like companies that do stuff like that because, you know, they're actually trying to make a difference in this world where a lot of people just don't give two shits. Yeah, and they try to help reach out to small influencers like myself. That's great. And okay. they're giving Cozy Culture listeners a discount of 25% off their order with cohort 25 underscore Tanner at checkout. Okay, cool. And... Back on the show. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So we're talking about Mexico City UFOs. Yep. All right. <clears throat> the date was September. Was. Holy shit. I'm terrible at reading today. The date was Saturday, December 1st. 2018. Wow. The place was Mexico City, Zalco, one of the largest public squares in the world. The nation of Mexico is celebrating the inauguration of their 58th president, Andres Manuel Lopez Abardo. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. After the swearing in ceremony before the Mexican Congress, the new president emerged on a makeshift stage in the Zalco to take part in the purification ceremony before addressing the crowd of tens of thousands of people. Man, I, yeah, I bet he was really, I wonder if he was nervous all, standing in front of all those people. I would be. I'd be running around shitless. I, I'd run in the other direction because I can't, no, I don't like public speaking. Spiritual. Sometimes it's because me. Yeah. We're going to do that at her wedding. No, other people give us speeches. We don't do speeches. We have to Say our vows and everything. Everybody. Yeah, but at least we'll have a piece of paper in front of us and we don't have to really rehearse. Oh, yeah. And I'm uh, halfway done with mine, so. I haven't started. Oh, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Spiritual leaders from various indigenous groups blessed the new president with brushes of herbs and through incantations over incense. This great square was no stranger to ceremony as it was once the civic ceremonial center of the Aztec Empire. Old Aztecs. They were... Aztecs are everywhere in uh, Mexico. Yeah, they were the most... Dom- they are super... They had an empire in Mexico, dude. You understand? I know. Okay. Sorry. Um, for hundreds of years, the heart of Mexico City has been a special place of sacred rites and rituals involving great pomp and... Circumstance on this Saturday afternoon, not all eyes and camera phones were fixed on the cultural spectacle on the stage. Many attendees looked to the sky and were amazed at what they saw and what they were able to catch on camera. Wow. Okay. One eyewitness, Angelis Rudicon, appeared on a local radio station describing the pomp and circumstance in the sky. Some 40 orbs hovered over ceremonies and moved across the sky in a linear fashion. The radio ho- show host asked Angelus rapid-fire questions. Were they balloons from the inauguration ceremony? Were they drones? Were they reflections off of the clouds? The eyewitness answered no to each question. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> Others began calling in and relating what they had seen in the skies over the moment, momentous event. Small silver and white orbs hovered, flew in lines, and quickly darted away. 
Several camera phones caught the action in the in the sky, and soon amateur videos popped up on the internet. No one could explain what was happening over the heart of Mexico City. As seasoned UFO researchers will tell you, what happened on Inauguration Day was nothing new for this metropolis of over 25 million people. Hmm. Even before Spanish arrived, Aztecs recorded seeing strange things in the skies over their own capital city, which was located where Mexico City now sits. A glowing object streaking across the heavens even made it into the Aztec written records. It alarmed Emperor Moctezuma to a great degree, and many priests of the day considered it a bad omen. In the modern day, UFO researchers considered Mexico City to be a hotbed of UFO activity. Is it because Mexico City has always been hey, a special place? What's hey, a hotbed? Hmm? Our, our bed's a hotbed. What? What the fuck are you saying? I said our bed's a hotbed. Oh, Lord. Ugh. Okay. Back to... Okay. <laughs> Is it because Mexico... Dude, shut up. Is it because Mexico City has always been a special place or is it based on the shimmer sheer numbers of people with so many people in so many recording devices available in Mexico City's residents? It's really no wonder why reports of UFO sightings over the capital city occur with such a regular rate. Hold on. I'm going to go kill a dog. Okay. A mass sighting may involve tens of thousands of people or more. To note, one of the most witnessed UFO events in human history may have happened over the Mexican capital at a time for cell phone cameras. On July 11, 1991, Mexico City was preparing for what is called the eclipse of the millennium, a total eclipse of the sun lasting 6 minutes and 45 seconds, which was to occur over the Mexican capital city in early afternoon. With people looking to the sky, they're bringing to the millions. According to some estimates, hundreds of thousands of people notice a shiny metal object hovering in this near distance a few minutes into the eclipse. It was metallic, disc-shaped, and rotated. Okay. Sorry about the dog. He's all good. Um, Guillermo Orega, a cameraman for the Mexican TV network Televisia, who was filming the eclipse got footage of the object it was broadcasted on mexico mexican television later that night after the broadcast 17 other people came forward with similar camera footage recorded from various parts of the city with so many people looking up to the object the uh, holy shit i can't talk after the broadcast 17 other people came forward with similar video cam footage recorded from various parts of the city, with so many people looking up to observe the eclipse, this July 11th, 1991, sightings may have been the most observed UFO experience in human history. That's crazy. Yes. Okay. Dog. Dog. The eclipse of the Millennium sighting happened some 40 years after the first mass sighting over Mexico City, which occurred on March 28, 
1950 over International Airport. The next day, the headlines of newspapers, La Presidenta proclaimed, Pleto Volador en la Capital, and Bolivares, taking up more than half the front page. In English, this translates to Flying Saucer in the Capital. The sighting happened in the morning in the 7 o'clock hour <clears throat> and lasted some two hours. So it stayed there over the airport for two hours? It's like a real, it's like a really big uh, security risk, right? It's fine. He's an asshole. Okay. Did you call me? I said he, not you. Oh, I love you. I love you but too. But he's being a prick right now. I love you too. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Third, third co-host of the, apparently, <laughs> Luca. Yes, the third co-host of Co-host Encrypted is Luca Sambuca, who doesn't know how to shut up. Luca, shut up! Give me a attention, mom! <laughs> this dog is not starved for attention, toys, or treats, or food. He is a fat demon, and he's demon well dog. taken care of. Demon dog. Yes, he is my demon dog. I call him Hellhound. Anyway, back to the topic at hand before I go... Crazy. Deal with that. Since that initial sighting in 1950, social media and video sharing sites on the internet like YouTube have become popular venues for dis- disseminating amateur videos of USO, uh, UFOs. The massive adoption of camera phone technology in Mexico started around the year 2010 and has helped to bring this about. Yes, I'm acting like a five-year-old. Yeah. Okay. What? Uh, because of the sheer numbers of people on the ground looking up, there is a great diversity in the UFO sightings over Mexico City. UFOs can take strange stripes or can appear as additional saucer or orbs. Often they are seen in groups, sometimes classified as fleets. This is how it turned out, man. One of the largest so-called fleet appeared over this site of the first mass sighting in Mexico City as the International Airport. On December 16th, 2015, sometime in the mid-afternoon, a fleet of some hundred unidentified flying objects appeared in the airspace over the airport. Some of these objects started about, but approximately 30 of them formed a B formation and slowly moved over Mexico City at around 3 p.m. A few hours after that, the alleged fleet had dissipated, and by 5.30, eyewitnesses reported a lone, large, white, spherical object moving north to south over the airport, gaining an altitude as it flew away. Some thought that this was some sort of mothership. Later that day... A 767 reported flying under the same large spherical object near the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. So, what would you, how would you react to seeing something like that? 
Um, I would run for the hills because I do not want to deal with that noise. Run for the hills? Yep. Don't want to deal with that noise. Don't uh, want to know about it. Don't want to care about it. I've run. What if it's, what if they're like, um, really, like really cute furry aliens? Nope. Still going to run for the hills. No. But yeah, I do want to pet the Kajio. Kajio. Uh, seemingly in honor of Mexico's 155th anniversary of independence from Spain. Another another UFO flap happened in the nation's capital. Some 5,000 phone calls flooded police and aviation authorities on September 16, 1965, and people reporting the same and people were reporting the same thing. Six luminous objects hovering around the National Cathedral and the ancient Aztec Temple Mayor complex by the Zocalo. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The objects hovered over the heart of the city for about an hour, and perhaps 100,000 people saw them. One of the luminous objects would return on September 25th and hover hover over the city center again before darting away at a credible speed. Two days later, two of the same objects came back in the early evening hours and this time flew lower. Whoa. Whoa, dude. So, uh, as a person looking up, I'm watching this on the street and you actually see these UFOs actually get lower to you. How would you, how, how would you feel about that? You're good. As one of the largest cities in the world, Mexico City has been for many years a hotbed of UFO activity. With the many eyes towards the sky and the overabundance of camera equipment in the hands of common citizens, UFO skeptics and serious researchers alike can look forward to ample material to sift through in the foreseeable future. Whoa. So... That is a lot of information to take under one area. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, Mexico is a hot spot. Hot spot for UFO activity. As you highly said, a hotbed. A hotbed, yes. Mm-hmm. Hi, Demon Charles. But uh, Amanda, would you please tell us me tell us about this first? Uh, First, uh, supporters or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's first. Uh, okay. Um, I hate being put on the spot because I feel awkward to do this and I'm not the best at selling things. So I'm going to be right up front with that. Um, 
So keto. I, thank you. I was getting there. So I am currently being a sponsor for keto. It is a natural uh, fermented keto that is fermented. scientifically. Yeah, if you read the thing on the box, it actually tells you that it was scientifically made for specifically our bodies to put our bodies into ketosis without having to be on a keto diet or anything like that. So you take it an hour before you eat and it will um, put your body into ketosis to help burn everything. There are multiple flavors. My favorite is lime thyme. Lime thyme. Yes, it tastes like lemon lime soda, Um, but they also have raspberry uh, lemonade, heart tart, true passion, Mau- Maui punch, um, blueberry acai. They're, the flavors can go on. Um, if you guys are interested in, you can go to Cozy Cryptic TikTok and comment trial. Try. And um, we'll give you some information on a three pack, a five pack, and a 10 pack. Um, or you can go to the website, Luca9321.com ketoshop.com and there will be a list of a ton of different um, keto type items like uh, electrolytes creamers for your coffee they have a 24 hour fasting kit which will help you through the entire fast day of fasting if you have to fast Um, there's a lot of interesting information and we would love your support so please go check it out thank you I should try one of these. Let's see which one's my I need to try one. I should, should do a taste test. You have tried one and you weren't the craziest about it. Have I tried one? You tried the caramel, but that, that one is a hit or miss for people. It was the caramel cold brew. And if you don't oh, really the caramel. like cold brew coffee, it's a miss. Yeah, I don't like cold brew. I'm like, I don't know. Well, you'll have to try lime time next time I have it. But, uh, Hey everybody! Uh, another supporter podcast. They do um, a lot of charity work with uh, child cancer treatment centers, and they're gonna help with uh, help you step your stream, like you're on Twitch or uh, Glimish. They are makemysetup.com, and they're giving cozy cryptic listeners a deal of ten percent off their order with code word get cozy at checkout. Once again, that is ten percent off your order with code word get cozy. At makemysetup.com. And the next supporter is Zerafia. Zerafia is a jewelry brand. And they have like a bunch of nice stuff for women. And I think they have, I don't think they have stuff for men. But I think they have mostly like stuff for women or feminine stuff. Like necklaces, earrings, bracelets. Uh, rings and such, and they're giving cozy cryptid, cozy cryptid listeners a deal of ninety percent off their order with code word cozy bling ninety at checkout. Once again, that is Zerafia dot com, giving cozy cryptid listeners a deal of ninety percent off their order with cozy bling ninety. C-O-Z-Y-B-L-I-N-G-90 at checkout at zerovia.com for 90% off your order. And the next supporter is Snazzer. Snazzer is a hat brand. They have various styles of hats, different designs, and 
like uh, cap, like dad hats and ball hat, like ball hats and uh, flat bill hats and stuff like that. Snapbacks and toboggans and et cetera, et cetera. I got the God Eye hat and the Beardman hat. And they, uh, for every hat they sell, they uh, will plant one tree because they are trying to make the world more environmentally friendly and more and help save nature. For giving uh, Cozy Cribbit listeners a deal of 35% off their order with co word Cozy Caps at stanzerx.com. Once again, it's Cozy Caps. C O Z Y C A P S. Cozy Caps for 35% off your order at snazzerx.com. And now, as I hand Amanda the page, and as this music plays, we will continue our show on Mexico, on the state of Mexico. Mexico. Uh, we're talking about the mystifying rock. Mystifying rock art of what is it? Bargos. I, I I can't read through paper. Oh, you were reading it before. Uh, Bur- Burgos. Burgos. Okay. All right. Sometime in the early 2000s, a small group of hikers entered a remote ravine in the mountains. The hikers discovered thousands of rock paintings throughout a small. Throughout a series of small canyons and caves, human fingers, animals, and incarcerated scenes were painted on the walls in yellow, red, white, and black, with some of the paintings looking as if they were made just decades ago. To anyone's knowledge, no one in modern times had ever seen those magnificent drawings and paintings, not even the locals, who had cause to go into the remote part of the... Saharas. I wasn't even looking at my computer. No. So why did you close it? Go on, please. Mm-hmm. By the year two, by the year two thousand six, the Natural Institute of Antigraphy and History out of Mexico City became. Oh, you're an asshole. Became interested in these previous unknown rock art sites. You're evil. You're freaking evil. What? Evil. Uh, they created with their um, Tama field office in Ciudad Victoria, the state capital, about 60 miles south of the site, which is the municipio or municipality of Burgos. In Mexico, a municipal or municipality is much like a country in the English-speaking world. The institute sent teams of researchers to the municipio deep into the San Carlos Mountains and spent two years photographing, drawing, and otherwise documenting the 4,926 images painted and etched onto the walls of caves and small canyons. Um, although... Yeah, they misspelled. Although the huge gallery of prehistoric art was discovered by ordinary citizen hikers, the area is now strictly off limits to the public. When an important anthropological or 
other history find is made within Mexico borders. The National Institute of Antography and History wastes no time in putting a lid on the discovery. Oh. So what the fuck? They put it the... Why would it do that? Why would the National Institute of Anthropology and History try to cover it up? Because they're idiots. Sorry. Because they're... They're idiots, and they really don't want people to learn more about the past, and but they why? want to keep everything to themselves but, because they're greedy people. But that's what they did. Okay, whatever. The images suggest that the activities of the nomadic people who created them focus on hunting, fishing, and gathering. By looking at the styles, materials used, and where to paintings and drawings, the researchers theorize that the three distinct groups may have been responsible for the art. The ecologists classified the images into four categories, anthropomorphic, zoomorphic, astronomical, and abstract. Some images mix categories to create elaborate scenes that seem to tell complex stories. Garcia Sanchez said this is to captivate audience about the stimulus of this find in northeastern Mexico. Okay, a miote. Miote is a circular dance of ancient Mexico performed by the Aztecs and many other civilizations before them. Participants join hand in a circle, and the circle moves in counterclockwise or clockwise motions around a central focus point. In the modern arts and crafts of Mexico, this is represented in the common, so-called circle friends clay table. Top sculpture popular in the late 1990s and early 2000s and found in many American homes within Mexican decor. Archaeologists believe that believe the Miote dance originated some 2,500 years ago and was now Western Mexico in the modern day state of Jalisco and it's also associated with the Mexican culture. The northern tribes collectively known as Chim, uh, Chitimica were adaptively skilled in the use of the uh, antitol in hunting and in warfare, warfare. Nowhere else in Mexico, though, is there an antitol depicted in ancient rock art. It was difficult for archaeology team searching the Bargos rock site to pin down just who created these images. These are paintings and drawings not like the clipped out photographies found at various sites throughout Northern America. Uh, Northern. Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, the style of the art looks remarkably like the rock art in Baja, California, some 700 miles away as the crow flies. The images and colors used seem very similar. Richards noted that the depiction of teepees in art, which indicated a mobile nomadic population. Did someone from the Bargos area visit Western Mexico in ancient times and witness the sands on his travels? Did settlers come from Central or Western Mexico, make it through hostile territory, and settle in the vicinity? There was no artifacts found in any of these caves or canyons where the art graces the walls. No remains or fire pits or other organic material for dating. Hmm. 
Wow. Wow. Early Spanish and French explorers arrived in the area in the 1500s and made little note of the people they found there. Only 200 years after the Spanish conquest. What the hell? Uh, of the Aztecs. Uh, did Europeans first settle in the area, first with missions. On the other hand, the Spaniards did not go into the mountains and ravines. The fact that natives escaped to the mountains during the mid-1700s does not indicate that the art was created at the time or by those who fled to the remote wilderness of the Sierras. An independent researcher group may have come up with the answers as to when those paintings and drawings were made, but they have not yet identified the who. Till years after the initial presentations at the second column on historical anthropological in Mexico City, Andes Colunes posted an article on the Burgos Cave Art in his Ancient World blog. It was the 14th post in the series titled The Great Mound, Photography and Painted Rock Art Journey of Native America. Colunes explained a tableau from the Cool de Indigo at Burgos and it read as an astronomical chart. Colunes says, as seen there, some familiar star clusters are clearly marked as it is the Milky Way. Whoa. The hourglass figure of Orion is unmistakable, and the rest follow logically after that. Cancer, Gemini, and Agria are clearly marked above the Milky Way. Perseus, in turn, is marked in the Milky Way, and Canis, Major, Orion, and Taurus, the latter found in the unusual reputation as two halves, together with the hiatus are marked below the Milky Way. The locational mesh of star clusters in Milky Way are properly placed above and or below that Milky Way serves as very strong provident evidence for the correctness of our identifications of the prominent star groups. Say that at the Archaeological work on the caves and the surrounding areas has been hindered in recent years due to drug cartel activity in the region. National Institute of Anthropology and History out of Mexico City claims that the area is too dangerous to open up to the public for tourism. The cave art of Burgos and the possible other archaeological anomalies in the surrounding area We'll have to wait for some future researchers to unravel their many mysteries. Well, that is a real shame. Yep. Sorry, what? Yes, it is. Uh, so how do you feel about archaeology? I find it interesting. I would actually like to do it and see if I can discover anything. That's probably why I find my fascination with crystals and wanting to go mine them and dig them out because yeah, you can see how far. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you be more interested in geography? Why not? Geography's boring. But that's, that's like crystals and minerals and stuff. But isn't that also antipolo, uh, the other stuff? 
archaeology because you're finding that in bones and different things like that. You're still unearthing everything. Why are you getting so fussy with me? What are you talking about? I don't know anymore. Do, do you know what's, what's geography? Geography is mapping, isn't it? Geography is like when you study rocks. It's the science of geo-earth. Then now I feel really stupid, but then again, I haven't been in school for 16 years. 10 years. Yeah. Okay. I haven't taken a sign class in forever. Okay. So what do you think about uh, Mexico, the state of Mexico's, what we found there today? I found it interesting. I still like the uh, Kajio. I would love to play with those. More the white, because it's yeah. a benevolent spirit from the heavens, and I think that's a cool concept, if it is true. It, it seems to be a variation of the hell, the black potato. seems more of like... Yeah, yin yang, yang. You got your good and your bad. Yeah, it seems more of like the hellhound kind of deal happening there. I may go kill my hellhound in a second if he doesn't stop whining. Yeah. But also... But I want to thank uh, everybody for... Uh, Listening in. Listening. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. If any questions, please uh, email, send a, like, message me, email me or something. And now I'm like, a man's going away. She's running away. She signed, she has put me off. I did not. Said, the dog was scratching on the couch and he's not allowed to do that. So I was trying to stop him. If you have any questions or someone submit any stories, you can do so at cozycrypted.com. Hey, um, do me a favor. Can you go to different sites on the computer? Yeah. Um, see if my site is working because I can't get it to work on my computer. Okay. And like I, I wouldn't. Trying to do schoolwork in a sec. Let's open another tab. I'm going to take two seconds. Calm down. Calm down. Cozycrypted.com? Yeah. Uh, as she's doing that, um, nope. Did I spell cryptid wrong? Yeah, I did. That's probably what. CRPD? No. CRYPD? PTID? Okay, hold on. CRYP. T. T? Yeah. ID? Yeah, I spelled it. Well. Is it not working? Yeah, it's working. Okay. Add it up. All right, what's up? Thank you. I don't want to. It wasn't working on my computer. I don't know. I don't know either. Okay. Uh, well, if you go to coastercrypto.com, you can find all the brands and more that we've talked about in this episode and all episodes and past episodes. So find um, or uh, forums for if you want to be a guest or if you have any questions or comments, concerns. Comments, or concerns. But we also have merchandise, which you can buy for a discount of 25% off your order with code name, code word, COZY at checkout. We have shirts, hoodies, uh, stickers, cups, water bottles, fanny packs. And we're... I was trying to cut. I was talking to somebody to help design some new merch designs. What kind of stuff? I was talking to uh, somebody to help design some new merch. So I, I hope that they'll 
cream keeper. He's so adorable. I know. I, but I like to have, people like choices. People like variety. I know. But uh, she's been busy. I haven't heard back from her. Hopefully you will soon, but don't forget it's summer and there's a lot of shit going on. But you can also, but uh, if, if you're too busy to, if you don't want to reach me there on the website, you can go to uh, different social, social media. Me- social media, like Cozy Cryptic Pod on Twitter, Cozy Cryptic Podcast on Instagram, and Cozy Cryptic Podcast on TikTok. Go to TikTok. It's so much fun and addicting. TikTok, yeah. It's addicting. It's crack. Uh, but please don't follow me. I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to make a streak, a one-year streak. I'm staying under 100 followers. So what do you do? Do not follow me on TikTok. Follow him on TikTok. Do not do it. Harass him. Do it. Don't do it. Do it. Please don't. I'm trying to, trying to win this bet, guys. From who? Uh, I just made a bet right now. I can stay 100 out of, I can say under 100 followers. For how for, long? For a whole year. You, that ain't gonna happen. Follow him, damn it, please. No, don't yes. do it. I want don't him you, to lose. Don't you keep. I may be his fiance, but I do want him to lose on this one. What'd you bet anyway? Uh, I bet. March? You know what? I bet I'll buy a whole case of your. No. Can't do that. Maybe. Yeah, that's a lot. It's like a hunter and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. Some. Na- na- name your. Name your price. Name your. Definitely, we still need to look at wedding bands before that deal ends. But um. Oh yeah. You wanna do that? Watch this. Yeah. Let me just finish this homework thing. Okay. Um. But um, how about you guys? Let us know down in the TikTok comments what his bet in. Uh, yeah, what he should bet. Don't. I don't know how you're gonna no. I don't know how you're. I, I don't know how you're gonna find uh, my TikTok Cozy Crypto Podcast on TikTok and not follow me and be able to comment. Well, you can search people, but um, please give us some random things like him shaving his head or bleaching it yeah. or dyeing it weird colors or making him get long nails or whatever. I I would love to see it all. I am a horrible fiance, but I would like to torment him. I find it in good fun. But also, uh, I'm also on Twitch. I stream. <clears throat> I try yes, to. Yes, he streams almost every freaking day. It pops up during my lunch, and I can't watch him because I'm at work. Yeah, and I get uh, a lot of uh, won't be famous people come in. He's like they're like bot spam. It's spam on yeah. Twitch, and I, I get need to learn how to use Twitch and all the bots and stuff. I don't know how to do any of that shit. I'll, t- I'll teach you. I don't know, but uh. Yeah, come hang out with me on Twitch. Uh, but a quick shout out to everybody on Twitch, like uh, Game Tech, you on Game Days, uh, uh, Johnny L Chase, uh, Mr T L Wolf, uh, Red Robe, Redman seventy seven, Huggable Lux, Natural Spook, Kitty Aaron, Cyber White Tiger, uh, Fanboy Brian. Who else? Who else? Uh, what's, your, <gasps> what's your name, honey? Uh, I think Dog Lover 9321. Uh, I, 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 Dog Lover 9321. Dog Lover 9321. 
demon drives that up. I and uh, there's more like uh, Susan's all the suit. Okay, like uh, Mama Susan, simply Susan, uh, Mushy, Mushy Fluff, uh, Craig. Uh, what else? No idea. There's a ton of them. Oh, God. I'll, I'll know it. Uh, Air, Arana, Bo. I'm sorry. I'm flaking. I'm trying to remember. It's, it's like, okay, there's like 100, there's like hundreds of D ones out there. Okay. Just go to his. Twitch account, and you can see all the people he's following and give them some love as well. Thank you. That's much simpler. We love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and have a great day. And please don't follow me on TikTok. Please follow him. I want him to lose. No. Yes. Good night. No, seriously, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.